Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the 148th edition of the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. In Nashville, Tennessee, I'm the professor, Matt Perkins. And sitting directly across the table from me, enjoying a lovely local Bell Mead bourbon and ginger, it's our own offensive coordinator, the coach, Corey Burton. Oh, enjoying this Bell Mead bourbon indeed. Uh, had some good steak to go with it, some mac and cheese, and some baked potato. So we, we totally carved out. It's, uh, it's an exciting show, number 148. It's going to be a dandy, folks. We're talking about my favorite thing besides football, food. Well, we're talking about food and football going hand in hand. And in order to do that, we need to introduce mm-hmm. uh, Third Amigo in the Second City, a man who makes no distinction between barbecue and a cookout. It's our own intrepid blogger from Big Ten Accounting, Josh Cook. Okay, well, like I was saying off-show, that to most Midwesterners, barbecue, grill-out, like whatever they're it's a fire and meat and the distinctions that like texans have with like the dry rub and north carolina people uh with like their different sauces and like kansas city people like you're just changing the sauce so i really don't get into that whole snobbery but more importantly we gentlemen are just 44 days as of recording time from Duquesne at Massachusetts to start the season. How about that? I cannot wait. It's kind of sad that our college football season starts with UMass leading the way. I wish we could get a little better quality of a team, but, hey, I'll take whatever I can get at this point. Well, have you seen the uh, the amazing week uh, zero lineup of games? Uh, I have not. Please enlighten me. Okay. So we got that Friday night game, Duquesne and Massachusetts. Then on the 25th, Saturday, Rice hosts Prairie View A&M. Okay. So we have two games and two FCS teams, I should say. So do we think Jeff Fisher is (laughs) going to be doing one of those games on Fox Sports? Uh. Yes. Because it's the ultimate in mediocrity? Is that what you're going to say? Yes. Yes. And Fox is in discussions with Jeff Fisher about joining the network as a game analyst. So I can't think of anybody – actually, I can think of one person that might be worse to listen to on TV than Jeff Fisher, and that's Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> Tommy Tuberville is special. He's a good football mind. He is not a broadcaster. Well, fortunately today we don't have to use our minds as much as we have to use. Oh, we're not. Uh, we're not finishing the week zero game. We're talking about. We never finished the week zero games. The impetus for the show is that the coach <laughs> and I uh, both have sort of bachelor weeks. I should say this week. Our wives are out of town. Yeah. We grilled out. We did not barbecue. We grilled out. We grilled hey, out. Uh, professor, by the way, we totally skipped over the other week zero games. Uh, uh, who cares? Is, well, there, one, is there anything notable? Yes, there were two other games you didn't let me finish. Jeez. Uh, Hawaii travels to the Fighting Bobos in Fort Collins. And then Wyoming travels down to Las Cruces to take on New Mexico State fresh off their bowl victory. Okay, yeah, um, you had me at the Fighting Bobos. Yeah, so you know what? Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Mm, tonight we're just drinking, Josh. I think uh, smoking is off the menu for the time being, at least. Unless we're smoking. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, tonight uh, tonight is we are indulging in our taste buds. And- so before we do that, I uh, just want to let the fine folks know that uh, while you're out in Texas enjoying your 
barbecue with your dry rub because everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, McMurray University is currently looking for a paid part-time running backs coach with meals included, no benefits, no housing, preference given to experience with huddle. Is that NAIA? It does not say. I would guess so. All right. Well, I don't think they tailgate that well down at McMurray State. But one, uh, they do tailgate a lot of places around the country, and they do them pretty well in a lot of places. So Coach and I were cooking out, making some steak, making some sides, having a lovely adult beverage here on the back patio. Lovely indeed. At the professor's house. So we decided, screw it. Let's talk about tailgating. Uh, I don't know, Josh. You know, you and you and I talk, were talking about this on the phone a little bit earlier today. Uh, yeah. Give me, give me one of your best tailgating memories to kick off our conversation. Ooh, best, one of my best tailgating memories. Um, so when I prepared some show notes, I was just thinking about where I've been to uh, west to east, and I've been uh, fortunate enough to be to four Pac-12 schools: uh, UCLA, Southern Cal. Arizona State and Arizona, and of those four at least, uh, I thought they know what the hell they're doing outside the Coliseum real well. Um, Josh, you and I went together to see, uh, I think it was USC Oregon State a couple of years ago? Uh, maybe, or it was Washington. I don't know. I've been to a couple games there, but yeah, you and I had a really good time. Um, you know, the Dodgers get like the joke of LA fans arriving late, leaving early type thing, but um, their football fans are really, really passionate. Uh, They have a great vibe outside the stadium, and even though we kind of were talking about tailgating just in terms of stadium food, uh, Coliseum I think is second to none. It's my best in-game, in-stadium food experience also. So, um, yeah, Southern Cal, high up there for my, uh, my tailgating memory. Southern Cal, interesting. I, you know, obviously I am partisan to UCLA. I always enjoyed that around the Rose Bowl, the tailgating takes place on a golf course. And especially for the Rose Bowl games that uh, we went to, Josh, I I have some pretty good memories of tailgating with uh, some friends out there on the golf course. New Year's Day, it's gorgeous. It's Pasadena. You have some sort of uh, obscure West Coast IPA in your hand. And, you know, the, the sun is bright. It, it can't be a more picturesque setting for tailgating, except for maybe, maybe uh, Madison, Wisconsin. But obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you made the point of stressing that it's Rose Bowl games because there's a big difference between UCLA tailgating and Rose Bowl tailgating. True. I, I've done both. And I think they're they're very very separate entities. Yes. Yes. Because so. I've never been there though. So because one because in one the stadium is filled, and in the other the stadium is a quarter filled. <laughs> uh, coach, obviously, you know, you grew up in Georgia. You've been to plenty of tailgates in your day. Um, let's start at Georgia. Let's start about the, let's talk about the tailgating scene at Georgia. What are what is the quintessential food to have at a tailgate at UGA? So you're going to fire up the grill. You're going to have bratwurst. Okay, we, we we will talk about bratwurst more when we get to the University of Wisconsin. Yeah. Because obviously that is the mecca of brats. Oh yeah, you have chicken wings, right? With all different kind of sauces and dry rubs. You have um, just regular chicken. You have burgers, hot dogs, uh, and the occasional rack of ribs. Um, a lot of people bring their smokers. A lot of people bring their smokers being pulled by trailers. They're giant like big trailers of, of smokers. So um, that's essentially barbecue food and then like chips, dip, and a vast array of finger foods and all the bourbon and beer that you could that you could possibly ever consume um, at, a, at a UGA tailgate. Plus you usually have cornhole um, and any sort of various tailgate games. And you usually have somebody, if they're doing it right, um, they usually have a TV set up, a tent, a satellite dish, so you can watch all the games and not miss any of the action while you're enjoying all of those things I just named. Now, 
that is not on North campus. So if you're anywhere but North campus, that's usually kind of the, 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 the high end tailgate. Now the low end tailgate is just a table, some Dixie cups, somebody ran to the store and grabbed some snack food. So you didn't pass out before the game and you play a flip cup, you play beer pong, you play cornhole, you play all kinds of stuff. Well, it's funny that you mentioned and beer they're just pong. packed in. It's funny they mentioned beer pong because one of the unique things about uh, Hanover, New Hampshire, the home of Dartmouth College, the Dartmouth Big Green, beer pong is different uh, at, at Dartmouth. What what uh, most of America calls beer pong, where you have the uh, the, the solo cups arranged like a like bowling pins, and you're throwing the ball in. That is a different game. That is called Beirut. Uh, and at Dartmouth College, beer pong is actually played with paddles. And it is a completely different game that is unique to the tailgating experience. Kind of like at Beer Dartmouth. Fest. The movie Beer Fest. Yeah, kind of like that. Except the paddles at Dartmouth have the handles broken off of them. So it's just sort of the face of the paddle. And you hold that, you, you put your hand around the face of the paddle and have to hit it up above shoulder, uh, the ball above shoulder height of your opponent and have it go in the cup in order to, uh, in order to score. We just keep it simple. Well, you know. And, uh, you know, what I call both games, I call them hepatitis waiting to happen because the amount of times that ball falls on the ground is really disgusting. But, Josh, the alcohol, uh, you know, sterilizes everything. Mm, I'm not sure that's how science works, buddy. Uh, do any of us have a BS here? Okay, I the next some BS. Matt, the next time you have an operation, just tell them to pour some Miller Lite on the. Uh, Josh, 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 come on! Josh. You know we couldn't afford Miller Lite. You know we were drinking High Life at best. <laughs> no, it's all no. When you drinking, it's all about the natty. I don't know. I, I can't get behind uh, behind the natty line of products. At least uh, give me come on. At least give me Milwaukee's best. Oh, the beast. All right. So, side note: uh, outside of tailgate, this is kind of like the we're getting ready to go downtown. We would play uh, we play card games, and the loser of the card game would have to chug a beast ice. Ain't nothing wrong with a little beast ice. No, there's not. But so anyhow, um, but I want to move. Uh, Josh Corey mentioned brats, and obviously you and yeah. I are uh, alumni of the great University yeah. of Wisconsin, which is known for their brats. Josh, is it the University of Wisconsin. It is the Madison. University of Wisconsin Madison. Uh, anyhow, Josh, um, white brats or red brats? Uh, I never had a brat in four years at Wisconsin. That's a lie. That was cute for you guys to laugh. Um, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. I'll take it. I'll take the pity laugh. Um, I like them both a lot. Um, I tend towards white brats. First, interesting. You and my father both. Yeah. I, however, always a red brat guy. Yeah. And actually, uh, ask a very Georgia question. Yep. Well, actually, I just wanted to say, teasing my list, uh, Coach mentioned brats. I've got brats as uh, number four on my top five game day snack. Oh well, let's hop right into that, Josh. Well, hey. no, let, uh, let Coach ask his very ask my very Southern question, a yes. very Georgia question. Hit it. All right, what's the difference? One is white and one is red. Is that literally the difference? Is that it? <laughs> There's some other nuances. Um, yeah, it's the level of fat in them, you know, what sort of different Just tell parts. me flavor-wise, like, what's the difference flavor-wise? One more spicy? Red. Uh, so the One red more... is going to be more akin to uh, like a, a sort of somewhere between like a hot dog and a kielbasa, whereas <laughs> the white is more like a Polish sausage. Yeah. I, I would say that's a good way to put it. I would say another way to kind of think of it too, Coach, is – um, for most people across the country, you're probably just having white brats. Okay, so that's like, that's like that's what the Johnsonville brats are. When you when you grab a pack of those at the at the Seven Eleven to throw yeah. them. Red, red brats have a little more spice. Yeah. To them. yeah. Okay. A little more kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Josh, you mentioned that you had a, a top five. So it might did. as well hit our first top five of the night, Josh. Uh, yeah. Give us your top five. Tailgate foods. All right. Well, I'm going to start with some honorable mentions. And Coach actually mentioned several of my honorable mentions. That's chicken sandwiches and ribs. 
Um, I really like them. I didn't put them in my top five because ribs are a little too messy, and chicken is amazing, but at the end of the day, it's still chicken. My other two honorable mentions, uh, my mom's chili. I love it, but we would eat that at the house. We never really took it over to the stadium, so I didn't think it was a true tailgate food item. And then this one's going to be blasphemy, you guys. But my other honorable mention is beer. Beer's not a food. Well, we said it could be food or drink on the phone. We have two separate categories. Oh, well, I didn't. Okay, well, then you've got one category. <laughs> uh, oh, while you guys are giving Don't your Don't worry, food, Josh. We'll carry you. While you're, uh, I missed the memo. Uh, while you guys are doing your food, I'll throw together a drink list. Well, you don't need to. No, I will. Oh, I will. I will improvise. Josh Cook tailgate drink menu. Yes. Josh is your top five right now. All right. I'll hit my top five right now. Hit my top five right now. Um, Number five, a good old standard American traditional hot dog. It's very versatile. You've got little kids up your tailgate. They'll like those. They're very easy because they're pre-cooked. You throw them on the grill for just a few minutes. Uh, And then I said their versatility of it. You could go all the way from just like simple ketchup all the way to the crazy Chicago style, a million ingredients. Uh, very versatile. I like that. I said number four is my brat. I personally oh, Josh, Josh, I, I'm going to um, uh, how, how add your, your honorable mention, your mom's chili on top of my hot dog. Sprinkle yeah. on that, and uh, you've got yourself something in the top three. Uh, so, so your so mom's chili sounds like a dirty joke. It's like the best chili you've ever had. But um, your mom's chili on there. Josh, I've tailgated with your family. I know yeah. how good your mom's chili is. I know. That was more so fun. Let, let me ask you a serious question about your yeah. mom's chili. Yeah. It's, it, how spicy is it? It is. On a scale of, on a scale of um, extremely mild to burn your face off. It, it's enough that you notice it, but it doesn't ruin your palate for the rest of the day. So I would say on a scale of 10, it's maybe like a three. Okay. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, Matt, you mentioned putting on your hot dog. Um, one time after a Michigan-Iowa game very late at night, uh, from the program, Dr. Stagliano and I were trying to figure out something to do, and we were both hungry. So we put a hot dog with chili on it and then found a loose uh, cooked patty threw a hamburger on it and just it was a messy messy thing like forty thousand calories um it was delicious i believe we called it the wife's man gino um my, uh, like i said my number four brought uh i like it with good mustard like a dusseldorf mustard and uh sauerkraut that's all i'll take mine I'm not a sauerkraut man, not gonna lie. I am I'm all about the, the spicy mustard, but sauerkraut I can do without. You know what? I, I think that's totally fair. I would you know, I like sauerkraut, but I would say it's definitely kind of an acquired taste. It's it's not for everyone. So uh, you know, I don't get into the whole you can't put ketchup on stuff, blah blah blah. Like you like what you like, who cares? Um, my number three is an interesting one, and I put cold cuts. And uh, before nine eleven, you can you bring it shuffle as you're waiting for your cold cuts in the supermarket. <laughs> uh, so before nine eleven, uh, you could bring whatever you wanted into Kinnick. And uh, my grandpa always brought these like awesome um, corned beef or like pastrami sandwiches. Uh, into the stadium. And so we never got stadium food until, you know, after, after nine 11, when for security thing, they stopped doing that. But so like our game day food was like deli sandwiches. And even now I really like a club sandwich sometimes at a tailgate, especially if it's like an afternoon game to make more of a substantial lunch. Um, my number two is the great American cheeseburger. Uh, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but put the cheese on the bottom, folks. It improves the cheeseburger taste because then you get the cheese first, not last. And then finally, my number one is nachos. Uh, I make mine with beans, meat, sour cream, salsa, guacamole, cheese, obviously. It is tremendous. If I can throw in a local pitch, Coach and I both had uh, some excellent 
uh, barbecue pork nachos from Murph's right here in Nashville, Tennessee yesterday. Murph's, if you're listening. Nice. Uh, we are looking for a sponsorship, so <laughs> um, please give us a call. Um, and just like the just like the coach uh, opening that you mentioned, Coach, um, you can just pay us in food. That's fine. Hey, I'll take that. You know, because because they do ribs, they do brisket, they do pork, they obviously do the nachos, the loaded baked potatoes, they do it all. So it's a really good, obviously a free plug here. Um, so it's yeah. also coach halfway between your house and my house, so it works out uh, very well Perfect. as a meeting point. Yeah, and it's literally a shack, and you, there's nowhere to sit inside. There's like maybe two tables. There's no inside. It's a shack. It's a shack, and they hand the food out through the window. Yes. All right. Literally a shack. But Josh, right between the Dairy Queen and the Staples here in Bellevue. Yes. So if you're in the local Bellevue area, please check out Murph's Barbecue. Um, so, Josh, very good list. Very, yeah, very good you. list. I, I, I like it. I like the hot dogs. You you included nachos. You included uh, – there were some things that I feel like you left out, so I'll, I'll get right into my list. I'll hit it, Coach. All right. So I have an honorable mention, okay? And this is due in large fact that – uh, the University of Georgia occasionally has 12 o'clock noon kickoff games. Um, usually our games are either night or 3.30. So um, occasionally we get the, the 12 o'clock kickoff. So um, after a long night of partying, um, we usually have containers of Publix fried chicken. So that's my honorable mention, Publix fried chicken uh, and Lay's potato chips. That was the That was the quintessential – 12 o'clock kickoff tailgate food uh, for my crew. Okay. So um, my top five goes as such. Josh, you and I agree. Number five comes the hot dog. Great tailgate food. Can't go wrong. All right. At number four, you have the Italian sausage. That was a big staple with my group. Uh, We would cook up Italian sausages. He would put them on. Uh, my friend's dad would put them on uh, toothpicks, and then he would he would set them out on a tray, and we would we would go to town. Um, I would kind of camp out by the tray. So, uh, number four, Italian sausage. All right, number three, bratwurst. Kind of in the same category, but slightly different. Um, not a lot of people did bratwurst at Georgia. We did, and it was phenomenal. Um, I couldn't tell you what kind. I didn't know there was two types of kinds. Uh, I didn't know there was red, white blue, purple, green, um, whatever the colors may be. I didn't if your bratwurst was- is green, you should be very concerned. That's true. So I didn't know there was any differentiation. So I just, I just said, hey, it's a bratwurst. Let's, let's, let's rock and roll. And I just grab it and eat it, no condiments, and it was, you know, it was good. Most of the time I was just, you know, um, I was feeling good. So uh, number – where does that leave me? Number two, number two is good old-fashioned cheeseburger. See, uh, no, no, no. You know what? That's not true. <laughs> Number two is the chicken wings. Mm. The smoked chicken wings with the barbecue sauce slather on them. The slightly spicy barbecue sauce mixed with a dry rub, kind of a combo on the smoker. All right. Ribs are too messy. I love ribs. Cannot eat them at a tailgate. Because at that time I was single, I was I was looking for the next Miss Burton, and I couldn't do it with with, with rib sauce all over my fingers. Uh, wings was about as messy as I was going to get. So uh, <laughs> wings, number two, and then of course can't go wrong at a tailgate when you when you when you chow down on a nice cheeseburger. So Matt, you were going like like off the reservation right there. That really angered you that. Have us have the cheeseburger so far up. What's okay, so here's the thing. Matt, you told me earlier your last meal would be a cheeseburger. That is correct. See, that's why so, I wanted to bring this up. So where's all this angst come? Where's all the, the, the Because for <sighs> me for, for me, the cheeseburger as as a tailgate food is not the most for some when I'm at a tailgate, I want it's efficient. Not as efficient though as it brought where it's all or time slots. It does fit all times. I will give you that. I adore cheeseburgers. I was telling the coach earlier tonight, we were grilling out. I, I said, coach, my last meal on earth really might be a cheeseburger because I 
adore cheeseburgers. But not a, but see, they did not even make I'm wondering why you need efficiency at your tailgate. Well, hold on. Okay, so when you bounce tailgate tailgate. I do uh, that. See, see I'm, a, I'm a camper. If I'm going to tailgate, I'm just going to set up shop. Josh, at UGA, so many crews. You got you got to like you got to do your loop, man. You mm-hmm. got to go visit North Campus cuz I'd always have somebody tailgating on North Campus. We would tailgate off the of North like sort of off campus. When I say off campus, I kind of we're like we're kind of on campus, but we weren't on North Campus. So we we'd go walk over to North Campus at some point. We would camp out for a while, and then we'd go walk over to North Campus, play some drinking games, and see, then go to the stadium. See, coach, if you have a good tailgate, people come to you. You don't have to go and make that circuit. But you, t- North Campus is a totally different scene. So sometimes they would come to us early on, and then we'd all go to North Campus. Okay, so anyway, it's my turn to do my, the top five. No, it's not. <laughs> so my, I, my, I had hot dogs as an honorable mention. I do love a hot dog. The only way, though, the only way you should ever be serving a hot dog is with a bun that is not split on the side, but split down the top on the middle. Down the middle on the top, I should say. Down the middle. What? Aren't buns pre-cut? Yeah, down the like the middle of the top. So you're when you open it, it's not like from the side; it's from the top. I don't know how to explain it better. They're called I don't know at least as, as I just open them how they come out of the bag. <laughs> don't don't overthink the hot dog, bro. <laughs> don't overthink the hot dog, professor. Um, professor, he overthinks it. So I got a question though. I got a question. So we all we all included hot dogs either on our list or an honorable mention. Um, <clears throat> grilled or that New York City hot dog water is my one question. My other question it is, grilled. What, yeah, do you consider it a sandwich? The hot dog is a sandwich. It is a piece of meat between two pieces of bread. So, yeah. So, yeah, I guess so. Okay. That's, I, I, that's I, a debate among yes, It's a sandwich, yeah. Because you, you can get hot, good sandwich shops offer hot dogs. Okay, so like uh, McAllister's there. For my uh, my my number five, a little off the board. Uh, kegs and eggs. Yeah, you heard me. Kegs well, and eggs. It's like halfway. Uh, ain't nothing is a halfway crook. Is that what you're trying to say? No, there is a halfway case. crook. There is a swear. Well, okay, so kegs and eggs. You wouldn't let him put beer as an honorable mention. Well, because kegs and eggs are sort of okay. Well, so if it's, explain yourself. Okay, so at, at, at Wisconsin, you know, we play a lot of 11 a.m. local games. And so part of your morning tailgate is from, let's say, 7 to 9 or so, is you meet at someone's house and have kegs and eggs. So you've, you've, got, you've got your keg of Beast Ice. Or Keystone. No, not in Wisconsin, my friend. Uh, maybe some PBR. UGA, we did uh, uh, Chad McElvina. Bought a lot of Keystone kegs. Now, why do you ask? Why do I bring up such a specific name? Because until I was twenty-one, my name is Chad McElvina. <laughs> twenty-one. I was from Los Angeles, California, and then I ended up moving there. Mm. My, fr- my friend I found. Was, uh, I was an upstanding citizen. Never had a fake ID. <laughs> well, I didn't either. It's just it's just all an act. So. <laughs> I, I don't know why you're scoffing, Matt. You looked with me. You know I didn't. I know you didn't. Because ah. um, you had me on buy all your alcohol for you. Um, anyhow, okay, so I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't breaking the law. <laughs> Metro Nashville Police Department, if you're listening to this show, we are joking. We do not have fake IDs. There's also a statute of limitations, and I don't think Nashville, Metro Nashville has a jurisdiction over things that happened in Madison, Wisconsin, Just in, in case. 2006. I'm turning 35 in September, so it doesn't matter. Mm. Anyhow, um, my, uh, my number four, Josh, you already mentioned as an honorable mention, not necessarily your mom's, but chili. Yeah. I am all about the chili on game day. Especially Chili's an honorable mention for me because it just wasn't a thing in Georgia. Cause well, because y'all are – Most of the season, it is a million degrees outside. No. A good game day chili. You get there nice and early. got the crock pot going. Um, you know, you, 
put a little bit of put, put a little cheese on it when you get it in your nice little paper bowl. Oh man, Ain't a good nothing. staple at Georgia was pigs in a blanket, but I I, I never got behind that movement. Uh, nothing wrong with pigs in a blanket, but corn dog. Uh, chili is a no. It's it's literally it's a crescent roll and a little little tiny. I, I know what pigs in a blanket are. I know what pigs. I are. said it for Josh. I said it was a corn dog. He's from Iowa. He knows what the. So no, corn dog is what LSU fans smell like. I've never so had pigs in the blanket. So, uh, anyhow, chili. Uh, my number three, buffalo wings. Specifically, buffalo wings. Um, the Western New Yorker in me is very critical about making sure that they are proper buffalo wings. But uh, as a as a as a game day food, barbecue wings, mm-hmm. which are different than buffalo wings. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I emphasize barbecue for our uh, Iowa friends here. <laughs> so uh, Buffalo Wings, game day staple. They give you a nice little kick in the morning when you when you, when you uh, need a little hair of the dog maybe. Ready I to like go. that. I like Ready the Buffalo go. Wings. Number two, though, number two, gentlemen, something neither of you mentioned, even as an honorable mention, deviled eggs. I hate deviled eggs, so I'm not a- – Get out of my house. I don't like deviled eggs. How do you not like deviled eggs? I don't. Josh, do you like deviled eggs? I love deviled eggs. Uh, I don't have them with my tailgate, though. It, to me, they are Fourth of July food. I mean, they're a Fourth of July food, food for me as well. But I I deviled like, eggs are something I will let everybody else enjoy. So I've, I've never, I've never had them or seen them at a tailgate. Deviled, deviled eggs are one of my favorite foods in the entire world, and especially on game day. You go to the tent. Your friends are there. Oh, first thing, oh, I'm still a little bit hungry for the morning. Didn't really have any breakfast. Boom, pop a deviled egg. You get a little bit of spice from the mustard, a little bit of paprika on top. Oh, nothing like you, it. You know what? The, uh, two, of your, two of your five items have involved eggs, by the way. I, I happen to love eggs, so I have uh, no regrets about Y'all that. Y'all went to Wisconsin, the dairy capital of the world. Yeah, how, is, two of yours how is dairy related to... Eggs. Dairy's related to everything. A uh, coach. Because so, it is. I don't know. I don't know if you know Georgia, but uh, here in the Midwest, dairy comes from these big brown things. Sometimes they're black and white. Uh, they're called cows, and they have these oh. udders, and you milk them. And milk comes from a cow, and that's dairy. Eggs uh, come from typically chickens. Uh, so and Georgia they, cows, they lay eggs. Okay. Yeah, what one of the... Uh, They're red and black. <laughs> <laughs> the dairy capital of the world when you're talking about eggs. <laughs> it's breakfast. Who <laughs> Breakfast and dairy are synonymous. Number one, though, the, the topic we've, we, we've already covered ad nauseum, the bratwurst. The, the bratwurst is the most noble of all tailgate foods. There, there, there is simply nothing better than a good brat, grilled bun, and whatever condiments you want to put on it. I'm not picky. If you want to put relish and sauerkraut, do it. If you want just ketchup, do it. However you want it, take it. Personally, I'll just take a little. I'll take some brown mustard, uh, maybe some grilled onions, and uh, go to work from there. I think the brat packs enough flavor. You just grab it and grab and go, enjoy. man. If that's what you want to do, yeah. do it up. But yeah. That's a really good list. Lots of dairy. <laughs> uh, so, so, Josh, we've talked about some good uh, tailgating experience. Have you ever had a bad tailgating experience? I know it seems like an oxymoron, a bad tailgate. But have oh you ever my had God, a, where to begin? Or bad, you know, tailgating. Where, I'm where not to, a moron, but what's this oxy? <laughs> uh, where to begin? All right, let's see. My worst. Well, guess West Lafayette, Indiana. Um, that was my worst game experience because Iowa got their butts handed to them. It was freezing cold. Uh, about midway through the game, this, like, nasty wind uh, just whipped up. But uh, the tailgate was actually pretty fun. They let you park on campus in this grassy area right by the stadium, really convenient, good tailgate. Uh, by far the worst is Nebraska. <clears throat> and uh, I'm sure some people are going to say, oh, well, you know, you're just talking bad about your rival. Uh, Not your no. rival, first of all. Yeah, but – Okay, here's some facts. Lincoln is a piece of crap town. <laughs> you bring the hot fire immediately. Please don't uh, come back. So, like, there's literally nothing to do with Lincoln. And 
Lincoln people will be like, oh, go to the Haymarket District. It's really cool. It's really cool. There's like 10 restaurants in this area of town that is 10 minutes away from the stadium. Well, if you're going to bars and restaurants, that ain't a tailgate. <clears throat> so that's dumb. Second of all, like the food they have at outside late outside Memorial Stadium and stuff, uh, it's this like local Nebraska-only chain called Runza, and they're like these terrible loose meat sandwiches. Uh, they get the name because they runs right through you. But like it's just a horrible, horrible town. Uh, I hate Lincoln with a passion. And guess what? We won that game that we went to. So, like, I should have had a very memorable experience. But, no, Lincoln is hell on earth. Don't ever go there. Uh, My other bad tailgating experience was Ohio State. Uh, After winning, I can't remember if it was a national title or a league title, it's a rioting situation. So they were really clamped down on open container. And I don't know if this is still the case, uh, but it was when we went. And you had to, like, hide your beer, and we were walking around like some Iowans with a case of beer on our shoulder. And all the Ohio State people kept telling us, they're like, oh, you can't open that, you're going to get in trouble. Um, And finally found out that I guess if it's in a Dixie cup, the cops won't hassle you. But if they see you pouring it, they will. And basically what people do is get in their car, pour a beer way down low where no one can see, and then get back out of their car. And it was just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So uh, poor job, Columbus. And Lincoln, just like, no, just leave the Big Ten, please. Coach, have you ever had a bad tailgating experience? I haven't had many. Um, and my bad tailgating experiences are um, just not having as much fun as good tailgating experiences. Um, so, and really, it's just like bad spots to tailgate. So, as great as the city of Atlanta is, there's nowhere to tailgate. And I'm talking Georgia Tech games. I've tailgated a couple Falcons games. There is nowhere to set up. So you can't bring in your big smokers. It's really difficult to do all of that stuff. It's few and far between. Tailgating the SEC championship was difficult, although we managed to, uh, my friend's dad, um, we managed to find our way into the RV lot. uh, And most of the years we were playing against LSU. So, of course, tailgating with Cajuns is a whole different story, um, which actually reminds me, um, as I tell the story of my other honorable mention food, which I've only had maybe twice because I've only tailgated with LSU fans twice is crawfish. So, um, Ooh, yeah, that, that is something that should have made my honorable mention too. But again, one of the issues I don't that have we had frequently with, enough. one of the things you, one of the issues you had with barbecue though, same thing you're going to get with crawfish. If you're, if you're eating with your hands, man, you're going to get dirty. I just don't have it enough. It, it, it's an honorable mention because it's good, but it's not something you have in Georgia or anywhere else except really Louisiana or on the coast. So, um, but tailgating Georgia Tech games, miserable. Um, my worst experience um, was me and four of my buddies just roaming the Georgia Tech campus, passing back and forth a handle of Jaeger and just taking swigs out of it. Um, it was a miserable experience. We had, there was nothing to eat. We were starving. We were just roaming around. There was nothing really going on, maybe a cornhole game here or there that we hijacked, but for, for it was really just boring. Like we could not wait for the game. It was so excruciatingly boring. Um, a couple of the SEC championship games that we did not play LSU boring because like Arkansas fans, either you, either you don't know how to tailgate away from home or it was just a bad experience. Boring. We didn't have any, like, fights or anything like that. Boring. The Jacksonville Landing, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. If you tailgate at the Jacksonville Landing, bad news. I got hit with a beer bottle, like a flying beer bottle uh, from a Florida fan. The only time I've ever been hit by a flying beer bottle was at a fish concert. Ooh. <laughs> um, so most of mine were just sheer boredom 
And my friend, uh, he, uh, he wandered off midway through the first quarter, uh, and I didn't find him again until midnight uh, when we went to one tech game. It was, uh, it was scary, I, I guess. Um, but he always kind of seems to find his way back. I don't know how, but he just does. It's like magic, really. Um, but uh, after, aside from that, every other tailgating experience is, you know, second to none. And they're all unique. And I have a million and a half stories that I could tell you about tailgating experiences. But those ones I just mentioned, just straight up boring. Bore fest, snooze fest. I'd rather sleep in and walk straight into the stadium and just forego tailgating um, for Georgia Tech home games. And by Georgia Tech home games, I mean the only one I'm ever going to attend when they play Georgia on the road. All right, Josh. Um, well, have you had enough time to come up with a, a top five drinks list? I have. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to kick us off then? Sure. We got to do, do a top five uh, tailgate activity. Ooh, okay. Like well, well, let's make a consensus top five off the dome right now. Coach, hit us with your with, with, with one activity. One activity. All right. Cornhole. Okay. Mm-hmm. Josh, what you got? Haven't done it in quite a while, but for some of those afternoon games, especially like a 2.30 start, it's pretty fun to do some uh, flip cup. Flip cup's Ooh, flip always a cup. good one. Flip cup's always a good one. If you have enough space, uh, I've done this uh, at Davidson College before. Ooh. little bocce ball. Mm. Ooh, bocce. Never, never really enough space in Athens for bocce, but that's a good honorable mention. If you've got the space for it, it's a pretty wonderful way to, uh, to spend your tailgate. You've got your uh, your drink of choice in, in your left hand if you're me, or in your right hand if you're coach because he's a lefty, uh, and your and your bocce's in the other, and you're and you're good to go, man. And what you do, you you throw the I forget what it's called. I want to say like polenta, but that's that's a kind of food, not a kind of ball. The, the, the little ball that you're supposed to throw the big balls after, you throw that over to a tent that has some people that you want to party with at. You can start rolling the bocce towards and be like, oh, sorry, you guys are in the middle of our game. Want to hang out? I'll hang out. Sounds like a good pickup line. <laughs> hey, man, listen, we so were all college students once. I love it. No, hey, I'm sure I did something equally as cheesy. All right, Coach, what else you got? How do you for- think I met my wife? Um, uh, how, how, what else you got for uh, – for, for- activities at your tailgate. Beer pong. Okay, we, so we got we got beer pong. We got flip cup. We got we got cornhole. We got bocce. Josh, we need one more. <clears throat> I think this one might have to be an honorable mention, just because. Phone, phone a friend if you need help. Uh, no, I got one. I just think it has to be an honorable mention. I've never seen it anywhere other than uh, in Iowa City, so I don't know if it's caught on anywhere else. But um, I've seen it at a few tailgates, so it's not even that big in Iowa City, but. It's like a long rail, maybe six. No, no, it's like six, seven feet of rail. So you get about, I don't know, five, six people that could stand at it. And uh, it's built in to have shot glasses. So it's like a communal shot. It's really cool. A communal shot. I like it. I like it. Like like, uh, a shot rail. Yeah, it's like a shot rail. Sure. I, I, I've seen it. If uh, for those who watch uh, what, what, watch what happens live, the shot ski. Uh, it's an old uh, it's an old alpine ski that has some shot glasses built into it. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I, I had a uh, yeah. I had a friend bring das boot. Das, das boot isn't an activity so much as uh, a, a, an impetus to uh, to lose your lunch. <laughs> but he brought das boot um, activity. Uh, we'll, we'll put this one up for nomination. It's called the rodeo. So what you do is you have your keg, you get your tap, and you run in you run in a circle around the keg while chugging from the tap. This is probably not going to make your list, Josh, because it's not exactly sanitary. <laughs> but you're just chugging a keystone as you go, or that man <laughs> as you go around. You do like four laps. Hmm. It's called the rodeo. Mm. Yes, I don't know what it, 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 what it what exactly it's called. This would have to be an honorable mention. I've seen it in a lot of places. Well, hey, for our fifth spot, we're just going to put up nominees and then we're going to vote 
our best best one in the fifth spot. Our best one in the fifth spot. Okay. Yeah. So just let's just throw some nominees. Well, what's the one? It's got like you got like three rails going across, and you throw a set of like golf balls that are on attached ladder string. golf. Ladder golf. That's what I'm yeah. looking for, coach. Ladder golf or ladder ball. Yeah, that's a fun one. Love that. Um, one. I think we don't. I, even, oh. I mean, that's an activity. The other ones are just different ways of drinking that you and I had, coach. I think that's one. Um, one honorable mention too, like just the most basic thing. You grab your soft Nerf ball, so if you hit anybody, doesn't matter, and just throw a football around. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely cannot. You yeah. absolutely cannot. Okay, so then we then uh, I think we're top five in no particular order. We've got uh, Nerf football. Mm-hmm. We've got some cornhole. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, some ladder golf. Some ladder golf. Uh, we've got what well, beer pong, beer pong, yeah, and some flippy cup, and so perfect. That works for oh, me. There you go. All right. Oh. Um, well, then, let, then let's hit some drinks. There, there was there was another audible mention I'll get to real quick. Uh, it's called washers. So you get a, like a two by four or like a two by six. You drill holes. You take literally, you take washers, and it's like a, you toss them into the holes. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's kind of like cornhole. It's not as popular. But not as popular. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, drinks, Josh. Uh, what, what have you got uh, for your top five tailgate drinks? All right, my top five tailgate drinks. Uh, this one is number five, not because of taste, but because of the length you can have it into the season because it only really works maybe the first two weeks when it's super good and hot here in the Midwest. And that'd be the nice, refreshing vodka lemonade. Oh, a good vodka lemonade is uh, something to behold. I love vodka lemonade. That made my uh, honorable mentions as well. Uh, my number four, uh, a little bit of the same problem as the vodka lemonade. You, you don't really want it on, like, the Friday after Thanksgiving game. It's a little too cold for that. But a good G&T is always I, you, yeah. you know I love a good gin as much as the next guy, yeah. but never really associated it with tailgating. I'll have it a tailgate now and then because it's so easy to make. Um, number three, Matt, you'll like this because of how many 11 a.m. games we have in the central time zone, but sometimes you just need a Bloody Mary to wake yourself up. If I did not despise tomato juice with every cent, with like every fiber of my being, I would love uh, I would love Bloody Marys. But like tomato juice, I can't do it. And if I do it, I actually go with the Bloody Caesar, which is uh, tomato juice in gin. Nice. Uh, my number two is honestly just kind of an umbrella right now. I said whiskey, um, and then in parentheses bourbon because I prefer bourbon. Um, just like in general, it can go in straight. You can have it as a shot. You can have it uh, mixer, things like that. Um, if I'm at a tailgate and I want to cut it with something, I'd probably have a whiskey ginger ale. Um, but, I mean, whiskey is just so versatile. It's like As we speak. Yeah. I mean, whiskey, whiskey's like. In your belly now. <laughs> whiskey's like the hot dog or brat of alcohol where. You can dress it up in so many different ways. And I'm then, analogy, Josh. then my number one can never go wrong with beer. And I put, uh, I put two there specifically the banquet beer. That's my favorite cheap beer. Um, and then also uh, I'm not a huge 11 o'clock kickoff start time trying to drink heavy beer at nine in the morning. I just can't, I couldn't when I was 21, I can't now when I'm 32. Um, so I sometimes have to be a little bit of a lightweight if I'm going to have a beer before the game, and I would just have Miller Lite. Miller Lite, okay. Well, uh, let me first of all hit you with my numerous honorable mentions. Uh, Josh already mentioned vodka lemonade. I uh, also want to throw in there the Alabama Slammer uh, as one of my honorable mentions. Um, Alabama Slammer. Nice. Uh, for those of you who don't know it, uh, orange juice, vodka, Southern Comfort, Slow Gin, and Amaretto. I'm very familiar with the Alabama Slammer. Uh, also, Sangria, very underrated tailgate drink, uh, made my honorable mention list. I know, You know what? Until I met my wife, I had never heard of Sangria. Your wife loves Sangria. I know she does. My wife loves Sangria. Your wife loves my wife's Sangria. Exactly. 
uh, and my other honorable mention, the hot toddy. Ooh. Yeah, not to be confused with hotty toddy, but hot toddy. Oh, nice. I, you know, tailgating is one of the few times, especially Josh, you and I know, growing up in the upper Midwest, New England, upstate New York. Sometimes at the tailgate, you know, morning, you need a, a warm beverage. Uh, the hot yeah. toddy can really hit the spot. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, number five, Josh, uh, similar to one, well, one thing you had, uh, you, you mentioned whiskey. I was a little bit more specific. Bourbon and Coke. Just keep it simple. Bourbon yeah. and Coke. You know, I, I can always go for one of those when it is tailgate time. Number four, though, uh, n- another uh, warm beverage. This one, always you can do in the crock pot, mulled wine. Are you guys familiar with mulled wine? I mean, just a stunned silence. I mean, you're bringing like... You're bringing like a third century, <laughs> like Viking beverage to your tailgate. Like, what are you doing? How many monocles have you dropped in your crock pot making this? <laughs> Not about Baker's dozen. Uh, I mean, hell, hell, I put Coors and Miller Lite on my list. Number three, it's something you have to make. Ah, yeah, I was thinking about those. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, gin and juice for me specifically gin and orange juice. That was my number one, uh, in college, uh, go-to beverage. If, if I'm on my way to kegs and eggs, I'm having a gin and juice on the way you, uh, you know, you, you've got about, you know, half of your bottle of, uh, uh simply orange, uh, orange juice, medium pulp, extra vitamin, uh, D and whatever else they put in it, uh, add a little bit of New Amsterdam gin to it, fill it up the rest of the way with the New Amsterdam gin, shake it up on the way. You are good to go, my friends. So, Matt, you mentioned jello shots. The last time I did jello shots was at a tailgate in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, we were playing flip cup, and basically what it was was you do your beer, you flip your cup, and then you take your jello shot. I like that. That's a, that's a nice caveat. We just kept it simple, just... Chug beer, flip the cup. I was always the closer. Flip the cup. That does not surprise me in the least. I was the closer. I was the gr- now. I was a good starter too, because you know it would it would it would I would close, and then the next round I would start, and then the next round I'd close. So I'd always get on one of the ends. Dude, I was like, I was a freaking you're sniper. At, you're 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 at the the tail end of the snake traps. You get back yeah. to back picks. Yeah, I, I, I was a I was a sniper in, in flip the cup. That was my best game. I was adequate at Flip Cup. I was my, my number one game was cornhole, but uh, my number one drink, Josh. Uh, those of you who've been to Wisconsin before and know what I'm about to say, Spotted Cow. There, yeah. there, there's nothing better. Spotted yeah. Cow. Yeah, it's a good list. Uh, uh, coach is raising his hand next to me. Uh, <laughs> Spotted Cow, Coach is what, a is a beer. What made, that mean? Uh, Spotted Cow is a beer made at New Glarus Brewery. In, uh, in in Wisconsin, and it is the quintessential Wisconsin beer. It is not exported outside the state of Wisconsin, and it is, for anyone who attended UW-Madison, there's probably 85% possibility that Spotted Cow is their favorite beer. Fair enough. All right. Ready for my list? Hit it. All right. So, in honor of the noon kickoff, the noon local kickoff, um, Molly O'Shea's would do 7 a.m. quarter drinks and donuts. Donuts is just kind of like the the the, um, the added bonus, the perk. All right. They would do quarter drinks until 10. So, naturally, the screwdriver was a staple um, in my tailgate beverage list. Occasionally, I'd have a white Russian, but mostly it was screwdriver. You know, I got to get the morning start off right, you know, a little orange juice and vodka. All right, so screwdriver, okay, in honor of that. Okay, you ready? Number four, Jaeger bombs. Jaeger bombs. We had so many Jaeger bombs, it's not even funny. All right, so Jaeger bombs. Okay. Um, then uh, Jack Daniels, shots. Number three, Jack Daniels shots. Or, no, you know what? Jack Daniels shots is an honorable mention. I'm sorry. I forgot. It slipped my mind. We had rum buckets. 
So you don't want to rum, Josh? What's a rum bucket? It's a bucket of rum. All right, let me tell you what's in a rum bucket. This is number three. Okay, <laughs> now I've got plenty of stories uh, alone from drinking rum buckets, but um, I, I'm beginning to understand, Coach, why you had confusion between a cow and a chicken. Yeah, there you go. Um, you, might so have had, bucket, you, might have had, you might have had too too many rum buckets in your life. Probably, it's a it's a communal drink. Okay. So oh, my God. That's like hepatitis waited to happen. How are you guys alive? That's a good question. That's a fair question. Josh, like you never had a fishbowl at Wando's. But you didn't share straws, at least. We're not sharing straws. Yeah. I mean, you didn't just stick your face in a fishbowl, Matt. So well, clearly you've never hung out with me at Wando's before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's what You're we're just doing. lapping it up like a dog. <laughs> Hey man, whatever whatever the fastest way to get into my bloodstream is, I'm up for it. Talk about efficiency. Uh, <laughs> visual now, I'm sticking his face in a bowl. Um, so you get you, you find the biggest bowl you can get, like a big like a giant salad bowl, right? All right. So you take you definitely don't put salad in it. Definitely not salad. All right. And it's got to be like wide, so like eight people can get around it. All right. You get and this is where going to a fast food restaurant. Um, like on your way to the tailgate is clutch because you grab a handful of those straws. All right. And so what you do is you take a layer of ice. Okay. You put a layer of ice down. You got me? You follow me? I'm with you. You with me, Josh? Layer of ice on the bottom. Got layer it. Layer of ice. So you're reading, you should be writing this down in your marble notebook. Yes. Yeah, step one commit petty theft at a fast food restaurant by stealing their straws. Correct. Step two. Ice so in a box. One is cut a hole in the box. <laughs> uh, well played. <laughs> I, could, I, don't, I don't think I'm actually allowed to ask what step two is on our uh, PG rated podcast. Yeah, we'd have to uh, put parental advisory on it for step two. Um, so after you take your layer of ice, uh, you take Admiral Nelson's, the, 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 the king of all spiced rum. Oh, Sailor Jerry has something to say about that. The Admiral. I've, I've never had either, but I've had Fireball. It's the That's Admiral. Whiskey. Fire, Fireball's whiskey. That's cinnamon whiskey. Um, so you take spiced oh, rum. Oh, spiced rum, spiced rum. Yeah. yeah. Spiced rum, Admiral Nelson. You pour for two, for two count. One, two. Okay. You still with me? Yeah. All right. Then you take your root beer, which we usually got barks. It's uh, got bite. Yeah, it's got bite. Then you pour barks. Like the dogs. For a two count. Okay. So barks, one, two. All right. Follow me? Yeah. So you got your ice. You got your two count of Admiral, your two count of barks. All right. Once you do that, you take your Admiral in your left hand, take your barks in your right hand, or vice versa. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then you pour them simultaneously until you reach the top of the bowl. You pull back the bargs, and then you pull back the admiral. Stir and drink it down. So yeah. it's basically a giant rum and root beer. Yeah, it's a giant rum and root beer. Uh, so, coach, coach, if you ever, coach, if you ever make that, coach, if you ever make that around me, I'll certainly give it a try. But I gotta be honest. I don't really care for spiced rum. I don't really care for root beer. I hate both, but it is such an amazing combo. <laughs> I can't stand root beer. I hate root beer. See, I love root beer. The best liquor, though, for those of you out there who are, are looking for something to drink with your root beer because you have problems, um, if you are looking to add an alcohol to your root beer, Jägermeister and root beer is off the chain. Oh, honorable mention, Southern Comfort and water. So-called water, so-called lime. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, so you got your rum bucket. Rum bucket. Okay, what's next? All right. Rum buckets. All right. Then you got your beer. Number two. Keg beer or any sort of beer. A- anything, that's, anything that is bread water. All right. Bread water from the breadwinner? Yes. Anything that – so it could be anything from Keystone to Sweetwater or anything, really. Sweetwater's an Atlanta beer, so we drink a lot of sweet water. Um, beer. Just beer in general. Any beer. 
in general. Didn't matter. Because we do car bombs occasionally, so we'd need some Guinness. A um, lot of keg beer. A lot of Miller Lite. A lot of Coors Light. A lot of Bud Light. Did not discriminate one bit. I was an equal opportunity beer drinker. All right, so beer is number two. Number one, the drink that I just consumed. Whiskey ginger. Whiskey ginger. And if I didn't have ginger, Sprite is the acceptable substitute. And that, my friends, you can't go wrong if you have those beverages at your tailgate. Uh, Well, Josh, you got anything to add here to uh, close us up tonight? Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about our, you know, good tailgating memories, bad tailgating memories. Uh, I just want to run through a few other places uh, real quick, uh, some places that I certainly have been to and had a good time. Uh, first of all, yeah, first of all, Iowa State. Just not in the face. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Ames, really fun town. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot to do there. Uh, but they've packed it with a high number of bars for the size of the town. Very fun tailgate. Also, uh, unless they've changed this recently, but I was there a few years ago, so my guess is it's still the same. Uh, they are still one of the few stadiums where you can leave at halftime and get your hand stamped and come right back in. Clemson University is the same way. Yep. Uh, TCF Bank Stadium in Minnesota, really good parking situation, plenty of lot around there, so very good tailgate operation there. Um, Iowa City, I didn't really ever talk about, but Matt, you know, behind the stadium, Melrose Avenue, they set up all those oh, tents. Wonderful tailgate. Yeah, uh, turkey on a leg, big-ass turkey leg. That's what the guy called it. Um, Madison, we've talked at length about. Uh, Evanston, I've been to in a, a couple times, and I've yet to find a tailgate. Um, Somehow I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, Champagne. There's a little bit. They've got some nice lots around the stadium. It, it's just a smaller town, so it's a little harder for them to bring their A game. Uh, East Lansing and Ann Arbor, very, very fun. Uh, many good memories with the good doctors, Kramer and Stagliano, going to games in either Ann Arbor or East Trashland. Uh, I talked about Columbus. Uh, Maryland is a joke. Uh, Clemson is amazing. Very, very little town, but they, uh, they pack a big punch for such a tiny town. And then last but not least, South Carolina, really good setup. They, uh, the yeah, they share the parking lot with where the state fair is. So ample, ample parking, plenty of space to set up your tent, your grill, and get at it. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been fortunate enough that I've been to at least one school in all the power conferences and like to see some more. But, uh, but yeah, the uh, – the Palmetto State, they know what they're doing, to say the least. Well, it's the Southeast. We know what we're doing. So, yeah. uh, I'm, I didn't I'm, say they were the best, though. I said USC, of all places, was one of the best. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to do mine in categories, okay? Hmm. Categories. All right. So, your heavy hitters. All right. Here's your heavy hitters. UGA. Anywhere LSU fans are. doesn't matter. Clemson. Auburn, Jacksonville outside of the landing. So anywhere around uh, Everbank Field or whatever they're calling it these days, Jacksonville is amazing. There's plenty of a lot of space around uh, Everbank Field. I call it the Shaw's Palace because yeah. somebody should <laughs> And they call it the world's largest outdoor cocktail party for a reason. All right? No, PC. It's just the world's largest party. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going with that. The NCAA um, does not want people drinking. Right. Those are your, those are your five heavy hitters. Okay. Uh, can I make a quick thing though? Just like a side note, because I'm sure if we have any friends of the program, and this is down there. This is me. Right yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we might have some friends of the program down in Oxford, Mississippi. that are just going ballistic right now. I don't think any of us have been to the Grove. I, I've never been to the Grove, so I yeah. can't. I can't rank it. But if I did, yeah. it would be a heavy hitter because yeah. you have tents with chandeliers. You have everything I just named, uh, plus girls in uh, small dresses. And yeah. yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong there. Well, that's at every school, in the right? You can't. That's yeah. You can't go wrong there. Okay, yeah. it's the same way in Athens. Athens is Oxford of the Eastern Division. So, um, anyway, <laughs> um, your sleeper, okay, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. 
great tailgating. Actually, I, I would say I would say Iowa State has great tailgating. Oh, great tailgating, but yeah, I would. I would say Iowa State is my sleeper then as well. Ames is a really fun town. I've had a lot of good times in Ames. Yes, Vanderbilt is your sleeper Fine, the, potential the, breakout. Uh, from my, my sleeper, Charlottesville, Virginia. Ooh, nice. Virginia, UVA. Very, <laughs> very solid tailgate all around. Kudos to you guys. Best non-traditional tailgating spot? New Orleans. <clears throat> it's not traditional tailgating because it's just you're – you're walking up and down Bourbon Street, but it is phenomenal. Okay, it's not traditional, so it, it's a different category, but it is phenomenal tailgate. So New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. Okay, um, LVP, Georgia Tech, and Orlando for the uh, what uh, used to be the Capital One Bowl, now the Citrus Bowl. Orlando is horrible. I don't have I don't have an LVP, um, but I do want to uh, I do want to shout out uh, an NFL tailgate, my beloved Buffalo Bills. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to NFL tailgates, that sound you heard was all that, and Packers really good. Lambo's Matt, really good. Matt, that sound you heard was someone jumping and hitting a table. Exactly, and for that reason alone, Buffalo number one NFL tailgate. So we'll end yeah. right there. Um, yeah. oh, uh, a quick shout out, uh, Ashley Croft. Uh, thanks for a reminding me about deviled eggs, and b she says for all of you guys out going out tailgating, uh, don't forget the tablecloth. Yep, tablecloth important. Don't forget the koozies. Mm. Uh, Ashley Croft uh, is uh, speaking of which, she is someone I know who never has less than three koozies on her person at all times. Well, she's experienced. Um, what she's a seasoned veteran. Uh, what is the one tailgating experience outside the Grove? Because all of us want to see it. What's the one tailgating experience that you really want to check off your list at some point? Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Baton How about you? Way up there for me. Uh, personally, because I haven't been. Texas. Both, both of you guys have been. I have not been. I haven't been to Clemson. So. Oh, Clemson, yes. Clemson for me. You will love Clemson. Personally, uh, Clemson, is, it would be my number one spot outside of Oxford. Um, I've been to State College. As a town, I've yet to be there for a football game. Loved it as just a town seeing the campus. Yeah. I loved seeing State College just as a town, seeing the campus. Uh, I think on a whiteout game, especially against like a Michigan or a Ohio State, I think that'd be something special. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's leave it there, folks. Um, so I want to thank – uh, uh, my good friend and our own offensive coordinator sitting across the table from me here in Nashville, Tennessee, the coach, Corey Burton. I want to thank Bellamy Bourbon and Burse and Publix for providing the steak I consumed earlier. Absolutely. And, uh, A, can't forget about the Andy's Mac and Cheese. Oh, Andy's Mac and Cheese, also provided by Publix. Yes, and uh, up there in the second city, our third amigo from Big Ten and Counting, uh, it is Josh Cook. Josh, thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you. This was fun. This was fun, and uh, we we'll will have to do back. it. Uh, we'll have to do it sometime after I recover from the Jimmy Buffett concert this Friday in Wrigley Field. All right, for oh. for all you parrot heads and non parrot heads out there, uh, this is the professor in Nashville saying so long and see you next time on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. In honor of Bill's Mafia. Thanks for listening to the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. To get in touch with the show, email us at illegalmotionpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at illegal underscore motion. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.